Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is December 22nd, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome back to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. I hope you guys are having a great week. Lots to be excited about this week. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Have an awesome Christmas. I know my family and I will be having a safe uh, Christmas, and we've had a pretty safe Christmas. no COVID holiday season, which is what you can really all uh, hope for this time of year. Um, and then the other thing, and this affects everyone, hockey's back. The NHL is back. I cannot express to you how excited I am for this. I don't want to blow up my mic with how excited I am and scream into it. You know, yeah, I, I, none of that right now. But very excited, very, very excited that the NHL is going to be returning. And... On this episode, Connor Ryan and I dove into the division, the new East division. The Bruins are in with a bunch of new teams. They're only playing those teams. So we did a whole breakdown of that and what that's going to entail and who their biggest rival is going to be. And I think we had a really fun, interesting conversation on that. Also, a few programming notes before we get into the episode. Uh, there will be more uh, different guests on Bruins Beat. I've had Connor on mainly because the offseason people are busy, and I know Connor is always pretty uh, set to come on. So I just have him on every week. We also are, have really good, natural, fun conversations. So like, why the hell not? Uh, but during the season, I'll have on different people working on getting players and uh, team personnel on, but also just different voices. Pete Blackburn, Dale Arnold, uh, you know, people that I typically have a good conversation with and keep it fun. There's more people that I'll have on, but I'm not going to tell you. You'll find out when you hear, okay? Uh, but at any rate, um, yes, plan on having some different voices as the season goes along. Uh, also would like to say, make sure to go subscribe to Bruins Rinkside on YouTube. Just Bruins Rinkside, also the CLNS Media, uh, YouTube page as well. The reason is that this year there's gonna be a lot of content going to those places, mainly Bruins Rinkside. Uh, that's gonna have videos, uh, obviously get videos of every podcast in full length. So if you may be like watching it better than you like listening to it, uh, you'll get that. Uh, there's also different clips of the podcast I put up on Bruins Rinkside and the CLNS Media page. Um, you know, five minute clips on just kind of stuff from the podcast. Uh, but what'll be exclusive during the season is Connor and I doing breakdown videos. And, you know, reacting to stuff, uh, and doing those kinds of videos that will be on the YouTube page. And you're going to want to subscribe to, to see them. And I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that you do. I'd be really appreciative if you did. Um, it, there are also in those places will be interviews with players, press conferences, uh, post and pregame practice days, um, video that we get, 
whatever it is will be on that page. If it's video, it's going there. So I'd really love it if you could go subscribe to Bruins Rinkside, especially because I'd love to create kind of our own little world there where we do live podcasts, we do Q and A's, we do stuff where you guys can get involved. Um, that's what I'm really hoping for. And we can have discussions over there. And I'm really hoping that we do that and we can do that. Again, it's all free. It's YouTube. This, none of this costs you a dime. This is all free. So I'm really, really hoping you guys can go over and check out the page, subscribe, and kind of just welcome you in. Um, so I'd really appreciate if you guys could go do that. Um, and then with before we get into the episode, again, NFL football continues on this week, which is a few surprise teams at the top of the standings. And you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action. At Bet Online, no matter how schedules change or players play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. <laughs> And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, pretty excited. Looks like we have NHL hockey coming back in 2021. So pretty pumped. How are you doing? I share in your excitement. I mean, I, I, I've been saying this whole time, you know, for months now, we have been back and forth. And what's the NHL doing? What are they thinking? What are they saying? What's the meetings? You know, they, they want to come back in this state. It's not going to work. When are guys going to come back? And for so long, my friends would send me stuff and be like, oh, the NHL is close to back. I think it's coming. And I'd be like, I don't, I am not buying into any of this until it's official. It's from some like Russian website. You can't yes. even click. It's like dot aisle. <laughs> You're like, I no, this isn't true. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's like a makeshift uh, website from, you know, yeah. Slo- Slovenia. It's from, it's from um, WordPress. You're like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> WordPress. Yeah. Um, but th- it is official. As of Sunday, it is official. Um, the NHL's back. It will start January 13th. 56 games, which is a lot of games in not a lot of time. Great for us. Not so fun for the players with travel and such. Uh, but again, they will not be traveling as much. Um, they will, especially the Bruins who play in this new East division, which we will dive fully into today. We're going to dive, you know, head first into, uh, this new division they're in because there are a lot of new teams. Only one old one, only one old Atlantic division team. It's the Sabres. So that's not too bad, actually. That, that's the one team from the Atlantic. Right. We'll get into why that might be a bad thing, though, for viewers later on. Um, mm-hmm. but it's funny. We sort of oftentimes forget about like, um, how, in the East, all the teams are pretty close. Like the East Division, for instance, like the farthest is probably like Buffalo to Washington, D.C. maybe. And that's yeah. not that far. That's like a two-hour flight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it's not that far. It is not that far. Um, and like with Hockey East, for instance, all the teams are close. But we forget that like the rest of the country, especially like the North Division in Canada yeah. and, you know, uh, the middle of the Midwest, even the West, there's a lot of travel that we kind of forget about. Like we, we, we like, for instance, if you're in the West, St. Louis, for instance, is yes. playing in the West. Minnesota is playing in the West. That is a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of travel when you're going to Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, LA, St. Uh, Vegas and San Jose. So that is a lot of travel. So, um, and same with the central, there are teams there that are going to be traveling a long ways. The Bruins luckily though, do not have to do that. So you play your division eight times a year. How are we feeling about that? 
Uh, well, it's obviously the best plan in place for the NHL just to, you know, avoid, um, you know, any risk with, with COVID. And as you said, I think in the East, it makes a lot of sense in terms of who the different teams are. Uh, it's going to make for some good rivalry by the end of it. I think by the time you get to April and May, I think all these teams are going to hate each other's guts, which is going to make for a pretty, uh, riveting first two rounds of the playoffs. Um, from the Bruins perspective, though, um, it's kind of a, a tough, tough division to draw in. Cause I think at first glance, you kind of look at some of those teams and you go, Oh shit. Like, uh, you've got, you know, three or four teams that are, uh, have been powerhouses in the East for years now who are still very good. You have, you know, a team like the Rangers who is definitely on the come up with, uh, the amount of talent they have, the amount of young players they have that, you know, you expect would take the next step forward this year. So, um, when you kind of weigh that against the Bruins who, again, still have a very talented roster, but also have probably more, more question marks than you expect from a, a Bruins team going into a season, I think, you know, there's clearly that cause for concern in terms of, you know, is this a team that's going to easily secure a, a top four spot in this new division? Um, I still think that other than maybe Philly, I think the Bruins are probably the, the best overall team, I want to say. Um, I think, you know, there's all, all those other teams are, are great and are going to be a tough fight. And even though I think maybe the Bruins maybe finish in the top two, I still think you're going to have, four or even five teams all kind of crowded near the top once we get to the end of the season. It's just, uh, I think when you view the Bruins, uh, I still think they have the best goalie core amongst that whole group. Um, and I mean, we can go kind of team by team if you want to, but who, we, you know, who, uh, stacks up, but you know, even look at like Washington, I think people are, you, you view the Capitals as being kind of the bane of the Bruins existence. Right. But, um, Braden Holby's not there anymore, which, Granted, he wasn't really even like a starting level goalie last year. Like he was straight up, like he was flat out bad last year. He was uh, horrible. Think, he, yeah, was he was bad. terrible. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the fact that he's gone, who I, you know, maybe that tilts the scales a little bit in terms of how the Bruins just can't seem to have Washington's number that could play a factor into it. The fact that Henrik Lundqvist isn't going to play for the Capitals this year, which is a bad break for both him and the team. Um, so it's going to be a lot of, you know, reps for a guy like Samsonov, who's very, very young. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, they've still, you know, I don't think you can count on a team like that when you have Crosby and Malkin. They've got Jake Gensel will be back healthy, but, um, you know, you're relying on a guy now in, in Jari who started out the year very, very good last year. I think he was even an all-star because he was so hot to start the season. And then I think he just completely tailed off down the stretch. I think he had like a, a 901 save percentage the last two months of the year. Pittsburgh, so. Pittsburgh loves these young goalies who come in out of nowhere and basically play for like two or three years, play really well, and then just right. like completely fall off the map. Right. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe he's the new Matt Murray and they just get this young guy who uh, they, they just roll with him and it does well. But um, you also run the risk of having a guy who runs out of steam in a compressed season like this with Jari. So, um I think Philly is a team you look at. Uh, they seem to be on the come up. They already are a very good team. They should keep on getting better as guys like Provorov and Konechny and the goalie from a Philly who I won't say his name because it. Say it. You no. Know, <laughs> Carter, Carter Hart. Um, Carter Hart. Yes. I, no, I have a brogue instead. I, I switched one out for another. Carter um, Hart. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a team that's going to be uh, loaded in terms of uh, – being maybe the primary roadblock to the Bruins, but you're going to look at 
Boston's road. And again, we, we could, we could revisit this in February and they could be in fifth place and Crosby's vintage Crosby and the Capitals still have a, a great veteran core and they're still uh, playing very well with the galaxy Amsonov and net, but I don't think it's going to be a situation where the, the Bruins are, are viewed as maybe underdogs in this division. I mean, they're still, uh, still got a very, very talented roster that should get better as the year goes on and guys like Pasternak comes back. So um, I still think they're probably going to be a top two team in the East, but I still think the competition is going to be pretty, pretty close throughout the year. It's going to be close, but I think the Bruins are favored to win or come in second in this division. Um, a wise man once said history affects perception. And that wise man was me. I just made that up and said it. Nice. People probably said it before, but I'm saying it now. You look at this, you look at the teams, as you mentioned, Pittsburgh, Washington, two Eastern Conference powerhouses of the past, you know, decade really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington's had the Bruins number for what feels like forever. forever. Pittsburgh's always been a tough out, except in 2013. Um, the rest of the division, I mean, Philly obviously is on the rise right now. They're very good. Mm-hmm. But you look at the Pittsburgh and Washington, which I think is causing people the most stress. They're both on the come down. They're not, I, I don't see them as teams that are emerging. You know, they, they, they're still going to be tough outs. They're not going to be easy, but I don't think they are. If this was 2015 and this was your division, you would be scared out of your mind. Oh, yeah. You know, you'd have the Rangers, you'd have the, the Washington, you'd have the Capitals, you'd have the Penguins. I think this is different though, because this is now and those teams don't, or they shouldn't scare you at least as much as they, you know, have in the past. Uh, but to me, as you said, I think the main competition will be Philly. That's the yeah. team that I think we're all uh, looking at. That's the team we expect the Bruins to have the toughest time with. I would also circle the Rangers. Again, they're on the come up. They're on a, they're a team that, you know, has a lot of good young talent. You're going to see Lafreniere eight times this year, which will be really fun to, to see, by the way. That's yeah. going to be a blast to watch him as much as, as we'll get to see him. And the other team, the other team, is the Islanders. They're always in it. They always find a way. They're all, they're annoying. They're pesky. They're, they're, they're always there. They find a way. They're consistently boring, but they consistently kind of win. So that could be another I think people, team. People always forget that they were in the Eastern Conference final. I always, I had to look back at the, this past, it feels like this whole year has been a blur. But I look back and like, oh yeah, it was the Islanders and going up against Tampa in that series. So yeah, yeah. Again, they're not, they're not riveting to watch really, but the results kind of speak for themselves, right? The results speak for themselves. So when I look at this, I see a division that is good, going to be tough competition. You know, there's, you know, the easy teams will be New Jersey, Buffalo, Buffalo, you know, there's a chance, there's a chance Mm -hmm. that they, they get hot at some point, but I I just don't see it with the rest of that roster outside of Hall and Eichel. Um, And like maybe Deline, but uh, that's a team that I find kind of easy. The rest will be kind of, Tougher, I think the Bruins are favored to be one or two. I think if you are if you're the Capitals, Penguins, Rangers, and Islanders, you're fighting for those last two spots. So I think it's gonna yeah. be a fourteen battle for those mm-hmm. three and four spots. Um so competition wise, I mean, it's funny you look at it. Is this easier than the Atlantic Division or is this harder? I think it's easier because you don't have the lightning and you yeah. don't also have the Maple Leafs who, you know we make we can make jokes about them all the time. At some point they're gonna have to you know, oh, overcome yeah. I mean, them at some point. I, I think if you're the Bruins, you're still happy to to play them, you know, going through this year. I mean, they're still, regardless of how much the Bruins have had that number in the playoffs, it's still always a tough out. And they're still a team that you expect is going to still get, you know, better and better as the year goes on or as the seasons go on with kind of the young core they have in place. And, you know, give them credit. They, 
made moves that I think address some of the the issues on the team. I'm not talking about, you know, Joe Thornton or like what you know, Wayne Simmons or those guys. I don't know how much those Joe guys Thornton. really I don't know how much they really move the needle. Like maybe Joe Thornton's a, a solid kind of bottom six guy, but you know, they get a guy like uh like Brody who I think solves a pretty serious issue on their decor. Um a lot of it's gonna ride on how Frederick Anderson plays because I mean he just looked completely gassed last year. Um so you wonder how they almost like they should have a competent backup goal. Yeah, which that could be an issue this year. I mean, the fact that I think you're going to have a whole bunch of back-to-backs. I mean, the last thing you want is to have him be gassed going into um, going into the playoffs, which is why I think the Bruins have a leg up on a lot of these other teams is that um, when you have Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak and you have a schedule that's going to have a whole bunch of back-to-backs, uh, three and fours even or, or something like that, um, it, it pays to have uh, – both a great starting goalie and a very, you know, a legitimate starter as your, as your backup who can, you know, take some of those reps away from Rask and keep him fresh. So I think that's going to mean a lot, especially in a year like this where, again, fewer games, but you you kind of look at how many days are allotted between January 13th and May 8th and kind of do the, the math a little bit and realize that they're squeezing a lot of games into kind of a short period of time, so... Yeah, I, it's funny. I was just I just wrote down why Rask Halak tandem will be huge for Bruins this year. I mean, that you just explained it. Like that, that that's going to be huge. I think in those back to back games when you can roll out two legitimate goalies any night, I think it's going to be absolutely huge. Now we're obviously not factoring in how COVID affects these people because um, I think that's going to be a whole other thing. And we'll get into taxi squad stuff later on uh, as training camp kind of gets going on January third. But I do, I think, you know, the Atlantic, this is easier than the Atlantic Division, I think. Cause again, you don't have the Lightning, you don't have the, the, the Maple Leafs. Um, and you know, again, the Panthers were a team up and coming in that division. So we'll see. I mean, you look at the Central Division, the, the Lightning better win that division by a hundred thousand points. Oh, they're going to smoke everyone. Yeah. That, I mean, they're going to face, their toughest out will be Carolina. Yeah. Um, and then maybe Nashville. Like it's just, it's not a hard division whatsoever. Um, so my other take, on the division, obviously, I think uh, competition-wise, it's easier than maybe the next division would be. Um, and playing, you know, every other team, I guess, in the league. But what this division is not great for, by the way, as Jeff Israel pointed out on Twitter, it's the Wednesday night rivalry, or it's the NHL and NBC yes. division, yes. Um, for sure. But going along those lines, is there any matchup in there that you look at and say? Oh, that's a rivalry game. Oh, that's a good one for the Bruins from the Bruins perspective. Yeah. The answer is no. I, you know, historically speaking, Bruins Flyers, yeah. like if yeah. you're going back to the seventies, I guess. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And like the 2010 winter classic, Marco Sturm, the dagger and the, and the, and the Flyers at Fenway Park and suck it, Bobby Clark. Uh, but I mean, I, I, you know, the Bruins and Caps had a couple of good games last year. Um, I, I don't see a matchup in there that I'm like, Oh, that's gonna be good. And by the way, they're going to get good as the season goes along. Yeah, these teams are gonna. You know, hate they're each going other. to. They're gonna hate each other. They're gonna create rivalries. Like this is not. They don't need a reason to hate each other. They're gonna play each other eight times a season. They're going to hate each other. Mm-hmm. But I don't look at any from the start. Like Bruins Lightning has a spark to it now. Bruins yeah. Canadians. Bruins uh, Maple Leafs always has that little fire under it. Sometimes a big fire. Yeah. There's none of those teams in this division that I look at and go, "Oh man." Now. Again, though, as time goes along, it'll happen. Now, I ask you, your expert opinion, 
Who in there becomes the Bruins' main rival? Who is the team where they have the craziest battles? I mean, you remember last year with the Lightning, right before the season stopped, you know, you had high-scoring games, fights, you had everything. Now, I don't know if anything in there lives up to that, but who comes the closest? Because I have my pick, but I'm interested to hear yours. I mean, it's definitely a couple of teams. I mean, I think Capitals always gets pretty heated. Um the Rangers seems games always seem to go off the rails, especially the last couple of years. I mean, was the last year when Machin got into a fight with uh, Lindgren? Remember, like he like busted yes. him in the the post game thing too about something or other. So you got like, Tony D'Angelo, who everyone wants to punch in the face anyway. So I know like, there's you know, that, that too. <laughs> that, that fact is into it. I'll still probably say Philly, just because I think the writing's on the wall that both those teams are probably the two top dogs in the East. Um, but I, I think kind of it's one of those situations where, yeah, they don't have maybe the set rivalries that I think probably casual fans probably know, you know, I think even casual fans know Boston, Montreal, and I go at it. It's, you know, it's primetime TV, but I think especially in the East, you have enough big markets that um, once these teams stop playing each other, and it's not even the fact that the Bruins are playing, you know, Philly, eight times in a regular season. It's also the fact that there's going to be a lot of like baseball series kind of scheduling. So it's going to be, you know, the, the Bruins play Philly. Uh, there's like a huge scrum. There's a fight. There's, you know, a late hit or something where, you know, words are exchanged and then they play two days later. And, you know, like as soon as the puck drops, it's going to go haywire again. So I think that's kind of what the NHL strategy is, at least for now is in the East, you have enough big markets and enough of just that natural kind of, uh, you know, hate that kind of brews between these teams that I think you're still going to get a lot of riveting matchups. And then who knows down the road where this whole division is going to be kind of flipped on its head. Um, is it a situation where uh, if the Bruins get to the, you know, the next round of the playoffs, are they playing the Maple Leafs for the chance to go to the Stanley cup final? Do they play the Maple Leafs in the Stanley cup final? Like it could happen, which that would be, I think hockey like Nirvana for, Everyone, I think Bruins Everyone. and Maple Leafs fans would be horrified, but everyone else because, because of the implications. But I mean, if that's how you end a season, then it's well worth it. I think the NHL is already doing backflips because, barring the, uh, you know, them having to do something really drastic in the All Canadian Division up north, you're still going to have like Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews play each other like nine or ten times a season, so they're already pumped. But yeah. I think even, I think even in the East, I still think you're going to have. Regardless of who the Bruins play, it seems like kind of trouble follows the Bruins whenever they play in these other competitive teams that um, I'll go with Philly, but I think there's going to be a lot of interesting kind of matchups as the year goes on. So I think when it comes to competition and closeness to games and results, it'll be Philly for sure. Cause I think we expect that to be the one and two, the two teams at one and two, I think fireworks it's Washington. I think that is the team where you're going to have the most fireworks. You have Tom Wilson, you know, you, you have the history there. I think that's going to be the one. I mean, remember the tweet that uh, Poshnok put out uh, saying that Wilson was like the best goal scorer in the NHL, and we all thought he got like abducted in the in the team hotel. So they captured. I think that, they captured him by the coffee bar in the lobby. Yeah, they 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 got him, um, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. Uh, but I think that's going to be the team where you're going to see the most entertainment, so to speak. Mm. Uh, but again, I think Pitt, you're going to you're going to have good games against Pittsburgh. I'm very interested in what the Rangers are, and you know what they're going to be. I mean, on D. 
you know, you have these offensive defensemen, you have D'Angelo, you have Adam Fox. Are they actually good? Like, I, that's, I think, that's the thing. I think you're going to see a lot of, like, 6-4, 7-5 games when they play the Rangers. I think yes. that's, Rangers, I think, are going to score in bunches, but their decor is a little bit, a little suspect a little bit there. So, and they got two very good, very good goalies, but two very young goalies, too. So, I think yeah. Rangers are, like, a year or two away from being, like, legitimate contenders. I think it's going to be a year, if you're the Rangers fan, you're going to be pumped because even if, you know, they're flawed a little bit, they're still going to be fun as hell to watch. And you still oh, yeah. realize that they've got a lot to give. But I still think those games are going to be fun as hell because I think it's going to be a lot of really high-scoring kind of play from that team. Going to be very fun to watch them. The other thing you mentioned is obviously the the prospect of the Bruins and the Canadian or the Bruins and the Maple Leafs or the Canadians or whoever or the, or the, in the Lightning, Stanley Cup, which would be or Lightning, which would be awful. That I, no one wants that um, in the Stanley Cup final. Bruins Maple Leafs would be the best, though, obviously. Um, but it kind of hits on the whole idea, and we'll get into into, into we'll we'll play around with the Bruins Maple Leafs Stanley Cup idea. But it kind of plays into this could serve as. The example to other sports, because I know the NBA for so long has been rumored to want to try this, mm-hmm. and that's play the, 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 the finals as the two best teams, not necessarily the best team or the team that comes out of each conference, but like the two best teams. Right. Just in general, you, know, you, you mm-hmm. rank everyone one through 16 and you let them play. Mm-hmm. And the NHL might find because I mean, the past couple of years, the Stanley Cup, you know, has not been between two teams who are necessarily anywhere close to rivals. You know, you never have rivals meet in the, no. in the, in the Stanley Cup. And in other sports, obviously in the NBA, you know, you have teams like the Warriors and the Cavs going back every year. Um, but even that was not that contested a few of those years. It was, it would almost be better if it was like the Warriors and the, and the Spurs or the Warriors and, you know, the, the and, next best team. And also, like, the the rivalry between the Cavs and the Warriors only, like, became good. It's because they played each other four times in a row. Like, that, yes. that, that's a natural that, rivalry. It's not one that, on paper, the NBA is tougher to gauge, right? Because I think it's so much of a a player-driven kind of thing that I think you just look at those teams like, all right, it's LeBron and Kyrie against uh, Curry and Thompson. Like, that's enough to naturally get you pumped up. But when it's, uh, you know, stars, lightning, it's yeah. like, oh, I mean, these are two good teams. Should be a good series, but it's not. It doesn't get you pumped up. Like, it doesn't get you pumped up. And even like Bruins Blues, like obviously, you know, it was exciting for Bruins fans or Blues fans going to that series because your team's in the cup. But I didn't necessarily look across the ice and say, oh, the Blues. Oh, this yeah. is a, you know, it ended up becoming very contested, and it was a a, a solid enough series. Mm-hmm. And just like with the Canucks, I mean, the Bruins and Canucks had, had no prior rivalry before, but. Obviously things got, you know, very heated and a rivalry kind of was created, but going into it, it was not like, holy crap. So I think the NHL would kind of love to see a conference final be the Stanley Cup final where it's the Bruins and the Lightning or the Bruins and the Maple Leafs or, you know, you look out west and maybe it's, you know, Vegas and St. Louis or Vegas and St. Louis are in the same division. That wouldn't make sense. But like, you know, Vegas and, uh, you know, Colorado, oh, we can't do Colorado. That that one sucks too. Is that Colorado and Vegas or anything? Coupled together because they are two teams together. that are loaded. But that would be one that if it was the Stanley Cup final, uh, I don't know how crazy the fan bases are, but you still got two very, very talented, fun teams to go. Like that, that would be better than, you know, uh, even Tampa and Dallas, which no one really even watched that Stanley Cup. And so, now they're in the same division. Maybe a rivalry will be created. Yeah. Tampa and Dallas in the same division. But uh, let's get into, well, as we end this show, we'll, we'll get into the Bruins and Maple Leafs idea of the Stanley Cup final because I think that is the most fun. Can you imagine, 
what that would be like. Like the the hype. You would need to put fans in there. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like there are at least a hundred thousand people on each side, fans who would say we do not care about COVID. We will go in those arenas and we will cheer as loud as we can. But you can mm-hmm. put us in bubbles. You can put us in masks. Just, just we want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like that would be crazy for the cup. Oh, I mean, I, I think Gary Bettman would be doing cat wheels if they got any situation. And you know like they're going wheels. to a game seven. You know it's oh, going to a game seven. Imagine if it just ended like in five. It, was, it wasn't <laughs> even close. Like it was just, actually it was a pretty like pedestrian. Every game was like three to one. Yeah, Two-nothing. three to one. No penalties yeah. really. Just kind of back and forth. But I mean, the the way those two teams always seem to play out these series. Um, you know what would happen though is that you know there's like the every dog has its day. It would be the the year the light the Maple Leafs finally get over the the hump is in the Stanley Cup final, which would be the worst. That would be so, the most devastating thing. Yes, ever. I would ever. have to. I would have to. I think log off Twitter. I think I would have yes. to like just. I would have to get rid of it. Be like, you guys can find me on Foursquare because yes. I'm switching. I'm switching social media channels. Okay, I, the the deluge of of chirps that we get on on Twitter from Maple Leafs fans. It would be, it would be rough. It would be so bad. And and you just think of like all the jokes and all the the making fun of them for the past seven years that we've done. For us, it's been the past you know few years on Twitter because I don't think we were you know, big in the Bruins community on Twitter back in 2013, but we still made jokes to our friends and stuff. Um, but you think back to, to, you know, all the stuff, all the shit that's been said, that's like, that would be the worst. Cause it would all come back to bite us. It would all come back yes. to bite us. Um, and the jokes would have to go. And it's, I guess that's sort of like how the Yankees felt in 2004 with the Red Sox. Yes. Like that's essentially what this is kind of brewing into. Right. right. I mean, the Bruins aren't winning, you know, championships every year and you know the maple leafs are still making the playoffs and i sometimes when they're not losing to a zamboni driver but yes which he but, will definitely start game seven if they get to the bruins gonna bring the bruins. In David on the taxi <laughs> squad it's gonna be the Just secret weapon it's gonna be the secret yeah he's not even gonna play it's gonna be in warm-ups and he's gonna be staring <laughs> over at the bench He's just gonna, gonna be at, he's gonna be at center ice, just like in his goalie stance, like hunched over, no, just staring know, at the I, at the Leafs end. You know what it's gonna be? The Bruins, you know, are gonna try to get Tom Brady again, and he's gonna say no, as he always does. And David Ayers is gonna be the, the fan game seven captain. fan banana captain. Oh, that's go. gonna be that's gonna be hot. That is yeah. going to be something. Just in um, full goalie gear, just sweating <laughs> as he's. <laughs> Burns a Maple Leafs flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I could see it. I mean, I it, I just oh, if I could put money on the fact that the Stanley Cup will be Bruins Maple Leafs, I would do it in a second just for the fun of if that actually happened. Oh yeah. Um, obviously, you go to bed online to do it. Um, you got to do it there, obviously. Um, uh, but yes, the idea of that being remotely being a chance is is enough to make me so excited for this NHL season that if you can't find anything to be excited about COVID's got you down, maybe you lost your job, you know, all that stuff. What should get you to May 8th is there's a chance the Bruins, the Maple Leafs can play in the Stanley Cup final. I mean, I mean, let's be fair after the year, the past year, we've had crazy things can happen. Then yeah. the Bruins playing the Maple Leafs. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's actually, uh, it's not like a, a daydream scenario that you imagine of like, uh, 
imagine if the Bruins played the, you know, the Habs or Toronto for, for the cup, how wild that would be. That would never happen because of our divisions, but there's a chance. Of course, it's going to now be like, I'm trying to think what would be the worst, like least interesting. Like it would be the Florida Panthers against (laughs) the Winnipeg Jets and Gary Bettman is going to be beside himself. But well, that could happen anyways in a normal time. It would be, uh, you'd have to do like Arizona and like Winnipeg as your, that would be like the worst possible. And you know, flames. Yes. Or the flames. Arizona and Calgary, you know, though, that that's what's going to happen. Yes, of course. You know that that is, like, you'll have, you'll have some fracocto weird two teams that you'd never want to see in the Stanley Cup final. You know, it'll be like two Darcy, four Darcy seeds. Kemper just on a run. Darcy Kemper goes wild. Yes. Because that, that division in the, in the West, you have Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado, I'd say one, two, three, in no yeah. particular order. And then. Then just stealing everyone's lunch money. You have San Jose, Minnesota, L.A., Arizona, Anaheim. That should be Arizona, but they lost Taylor Hall, so I don't know. San Jose has talent. They suck, but they have talent. (laughs) Minnesota, Spoke Z is always saying Minnesota is going to have its day, and we're going to know it. Maybe this is that year. I don't know. Um, But at any rate, that is the divisions, uh, and that is how the Bruins stack up. So I predicted them to finish. uh, I mean, it's one or two. I don't – I'll make my official prediction. Um, as the season gets closer, mm-hmm. I hate when I say, "Oh, they're gonna finish in first place," because I'm yeah. like such a homer, and I sound like such a you know, like, "Oh, the Bruins." Because yeah. last year I picked them to lose in the first round to Toronto, so yeah. I was wrong. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they're gonna finish first, and I don't want to be the one to be like, "Oh, they're gonna finish first. Um, but at any rate, that those are the divisions. Very excited, hockey's back. Um, what are you working on at BSJ that people can look forward to? Yeah, I think. Uh... Right ahead of the holiday break, I think we're working on a, uh, a predictions post. I think it's always good to drop one before you can really even get into training camp just because it's great. to. That's one of those predictions it. you just cross them right off the list. Like it's they want a training camp. That prediction's it, it, gone. It's good when you can do it ahead of time before camp and the cold, hot reality of setting a roster kind of falls in place. And it's good to have just so that people can then screen cap it and like post it on your feed like by May when – Shit goes haywire. So I'll be working on that. Uh, a few other things. I know Cam Neely is going to be speaking with the media, uh, today on, on Monday. Um, Monday. So, you already spoke to the media when you heard yes, this. So you already exactly. know what he said. We don't know what he said, but you listeners do yes. actually know what he said. So I, I imagine we'll have some uh, stuff from that and you know, there's maybe a few more zoom calls on the horizon. So we'll have all the latest stuff over at bostonsportsjournal.com. So subscribe over there at BSJ. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. Follow me at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Do all that and follow his, uh, follow Boston Sports Journal at all times and follow CLNS Media as well and our YouTube page, Bruins Rinkside. Uh, make sure to go give that a subscription because Connor and I will be making lots of appearances on that and we'll have player interviews and stuff on there too. So it's exclusive just for you guys. You'll love it. Um, but for that, with that, uh, this has been, uh, Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. You, Bruins Beat listeners, have a great rest of your weekend if you celebrate Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm just realizing. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas because it's happening this week. So, anyway, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And have a great and jolly rest of your week. Yeah.